0: welcome to holy trinity catholic church from beaverton oregon well good morning for the next seven hours of advent i wish you and the blessed advent of what's left of it uh, because we're coming really into christmas and i'll just see you in about seven hours right yeah if you come earlier it might be six hours we'll see well today we conclude the four-part series of the Eucharist and our attempt to help us take the Eucharist into our hearts and then go as our mission tells us, know, grow and go. So we started with sacrifice, love is a form of sacrifice to take the Eucharist in our hearts and go love sacrificially, those out beyond our doors here. The next was to recognize that when we receive the Eucharist then we are called not only just to be healed, which we need to be open to that, but then healers as healers, go heal others. Bring them to the table of food where lots of healing can occur. And a few pounds as well. And then, Deacon Brett last week talked about communion. we come to communion here at the rite of communion with the calls to go out and make communion, to build the body of Christ. And what I'd like to do is then tie a bow around this whole thing with the last of the themes, and that is reverence. Reverence. So my question to you, and I'm going to, ask this, I'm going to ask this and we're going to have four answers. I'm going to hear an answer from this side, this corner, and this one, from one of you each, This is from this side. What do you see as reverence at the Mass? When we come to Mass, what do we do that says reverence, or signs reverence, or makes a gesture of reverence? What do you think? What do you think? genuflecting excellent yes we genuflect because the king of kings is in our midst right we genuflect to that in fact the only other time we genuflect in our church that is not the Eucharist is the cross on Good Friday okay that's great excellent so what else do we do at Mass that shows reverence? silence okay that's good (laughs) silence is one of those yes It's, it's early for that side so help me out, throw me a bone, what can we do? What do we do, yeah, what do we do? We kneel, so we genuflect and we kneel. By the way, at six or seven hours from when we come to the Mass, uh, it says kneel at the uh, the creed, a certain part where we say, she became uh, flesh, or Christ became flesh. It's actually gonna be a genuflection, and some of you who can't kneel or genuflect, a bow would be an option, and you were probably thinking that over here, right? So I just stole it from you, what could it be? What other thing might we do that is showing Oh, a sign of the cross. That's right. Excellent. There we go. Those are all signs of reverence in mass. Well, the word reverence, here's some history or some etymology. By the way, the word etymology is like, how do you find the source meaning of a word? The Hebrew for this word means fear. Not like I'm literally afraid and I got to run, run and hide, but actually an immense sense of profound awe. And that gets to the Greek, which says that basically, to have sacred uh, it was reserved for God and in Latin it'd be to stand in awe you know it's funny because nobody has said at any of the masses to stand was a sign of reverence but know that your pews that you sit in on the kneelers are an American tradition you go to Rome you go to st. Paul outside of the walls you may find pews there but that's just an add-on most of the time you just stand where's Deacon Brett? Deacon Brett you were there I think Father Anthony was there and there's no pews there you just stand Now, if you're orthodox, that means you would stand for three hours. Aren't you glad that ours are about, you know, 50 minutes? We could do that. Okay. So I want to offer you a contemporary definition. Think of it this way. Reverence is the honoring, venerating, and showing respect to someone or something. And it's honoring, venerating, or showing respect to someone or something. But see, we often just think of reverence as silence. And I want to debunk that. And the other side of that, we might say, well, then saying something then must be irreverent or rude. I'm like, well, I want to debunk that too. Here's some examples where both of those can be reverent or rude. Let's start with silence. You can give someone, you can be ignoring someone, and that could be rude. I've had a problem with that. Something grasping interiorly what's going on with what they're saying how about this, being quiet, intending to listen to God speak, because there's so much distraction. And that's one of the reasons that the church often says to be silent in church, so that we can pray and listen, because prayer is much better and more effective when we're listening than when we're talking. Sometimes we're just talking a lot in our prayers, and God doesn't get a word edgewise. And we already mentioned bowing, right? That's a great one. I want to offer another one. Now we're going to go to s- the sounds sounds so how could this be reverent or rude let's start with rude Uh, yelling profanities that would be an obvious one right not that would be rude that never happens out in our parking lot right but I bet it probably happens as you might leave the parking lot I heard some honking of horns last night I hope that wasn't somebody being very rude I don't know maybe they were worried that they're about to back into them but let's be prepared not to say profanities on Christmas Day on the streets or other places. Another rude thing is to gossip. But that's beyond rude. This is this is deadly to community. Think of the information that's being passed as property. Do you own it and are you able to give it away? Do you have permission to say that? Would you even say that if the person's with you? And if not, then this is incredibly rude. It's actually deadly to the relationships of those who hear it. Here's one. Laughing. Now This might go two ways. Laughing, it's saying something. If I tell a joke, it would be very reverent to just laughing, knee slap even. It would be great. I'd appreciate that. But but laughing at someone like myself who falls down or steps off the, the platform here or messes up at the Eucharist or whatever it might be, laughing at me, I already feel bad enough. I don't need to be laughed at. We've all been laughed at probably. But we know the difference when we're laughing with people. Like a half decent dad joke there's you always laugh at those right <laughs> simply talking over someone when someone else is talking I do this I'm an extrovert all you extroverts we struggle with this all you introverts please please pardon us at the hour of our sin because we shouldn't be doing this we should be listening here's something that is good this is very reverent. praying out loud in public places you don't have to be down in Portland, you know, the I Main square there. You can be like at Elmer's. Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Bless us the Lord, and these thy gifts which we are about to receive, etc. You're coming into the parking lot here for Christmas. Hail Mary full of grace, help me find a parking space. Wait, that doesn't go that way, does it? I don't, I don't. Thank you for the laughs. Yeah, that's How about sharing your love for somebody? Often we have a self-narrative in our minds and we think ourselves, pond scum. I can't do this. God does not love me. I'm worthless. These are all lies. And we need to attack those lies. We need to reaffirm people with our voices. No, you are beloved. I love you. I care for you. You are of value. This is what God believes about us. And we need to be reminded in verbal ways. And lastly, singing praises to the Lord. I hope that's what you do. We have a wonderful choir. And the wonderful thing about the choirs, for those of you who actually is more like a joyful noise to the Lord, you can just lip sync and they'll cover it all in, right? <laughs> they will, they will. But I see in charismatic masses, they're not just singing, they're actually shouting praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy spirit. And they just do that out loud, like right after communion, you can hear a hum of that. And then it's amazing. You should go to those sometime. Liturgically speaking, we will often say, at adoration, there should be quiet time. You know what's interesting? At an ordination, there's very little quiet time. There's a moment where the actual ordinands, to be ordained, turn to the community, and everybody claps for them. People have said, oh, clapping is rude. If it was objectively rude, why why is it inside the liturgy prescribed in the, the book of bishops to have the people applaud for those who are to be ordained? They're showing love. Sometimes we do that with our choir because they've done a good job. Know this. It's about what our intent is. And it's about how it's being received by others. So we have to think about being reverent. It's about reverencing people. Jesus spent a lot of time reverencing people. God does this too. Like in the scriptures today, King David wanted to reverence God by building a building for him. And God's like, you know, I'm good, I'm really good, I'm okay, I built you one. And In fact, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make your kingdom last forever. So while he wanted to reverence God, God reverenced him back. And from his line, we get Jesus. And then we get to the gospel. Mary, the angel appears to her. He says, hail Mary, full of grace. That is a, by the word, hail means rejoice. He's reverencing, the angel Gabriel's reverencing Mary. And notice this. If you look at art, often Gabriel's low like this and Mary's standing. An angel is reverencing a human being. We're just little lower than the angels. And yet this angel lowered himself to Mary. Amazing. Amazing. But what does she do? Well, then she, if we keep reading, when she meets Elizabeth later, she says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and she praises God. She reverences the Lord. So we're called. Here's the, Wrapping it all together. We're called to reverence people. First, the person of God. All three. That's our namesake, Holy Trinity. And then go out and reverence each other. Why? Because Jesus did. He reverenced people, number one. And number two, because we'll receive the Eucharist and we're now walking tabernacles like Mary, carrying inside us the Lord Jesus. And that's what he did. He went out and reverenced people. It's almost like when we receive communion, you bow, we say the body of Christ, you say amen, that afterwards we should all be bowing to each other, right? Or genuflecting to each other because of the presence. I'm not saying do that. But at least, not in the, you know, don't bump into anybody and call them snarly names in the parking lot, or if you're at the store. These are places where we want to reverence people, and especially those who are the difficult ones. And you know who they are. And finally, those who are not of our faith everybody else were to reverence them because everyone is made in the image and likeness of god and so this is your homework that is in fact your homework is today and tomorrow for christmas when you come for christmas mass reverence the people that are with you. Reverence the people you may bring with them. You might, think from not Catholic, bring them and let them know how, to com- how we do communion, how to receive a blessing. Let them know that we're going to stand, sit, and kneel. Let them know we're aerobic Christians, even get their Fitbits going. We're going gonna, gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna praise the Lord. But when you go, go into the pews, be mindful that someone may need to move into the pews, and the reverent thing would be to move over. I know. Well, you just came early to get that seat, I know. But let's stop thinking about ourselves. This is a challenge. You would think this is easy. I know this is one of the most difficult options in this homework. Maybe they need to get around you. Well, then let them get around you. There's going to be packs. The least that we can do is allow them a welcome when they come. And this is whoever's watching on uh, YouTube here, our video. This is the case at all parishes. Let us reverence people, especially those who are new to us. Not give them snarly and say, nice to see you, CEOs, you're Catholic and Easter onlys. That's not okay. Right? We're calling to, welcome, it's so good that you're here. And while you're reverencing them, also say, hi, I'm Bill, what's your name? Oh, Nancy, nice to meet you, welcome. Where are you from? I'm from the 8 o'clock Mass. Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) Because I'm an 1115 orphan today, right? Because there's no 1115 Mass today or tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Love them sacrificially. Do so that we can build communion. Help them so you can be healers. And do it through reverence. Your homework starts now. See you in about six hours.